Today is May 25th. The Yankees lose a series to the Baltimore Orioles. Tigers. Tigers. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, brought to you by SeatGeek. My name is Jimmy, and his name is Jake. BBD in the corner. The Yankees lose. They win the first game. Uh, they lose the second in bad fashion, and then they lose the third in kind of just weak fashion. And they lose the series altogether. How are you, Jake? James Davis. Jim wearing a nice John Boy Media hat. Nice t-shirt hoodie. I think they're giving one of those away at the stadium. Um, I'm okay. It it obviously stinks. You lost the series. We're Yankee fans. You don't want to do that. Uh, the Orioles are good. I've, I feel like in a lot of uh, Yankee conversations I've had in the last 24 hours, that that fact hasn't been stated enough. Um, the, the way you lose game two stinks. And then, yeah, like, I don't know. The words that come to mind for this last game are like measly or... Weasley or, or other L-Y words that, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Yankees, this is their first series lost in about two and a half weeks. Um, Could have easily won it. And, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's still a lot of parts of this team that aren't complete that you're looking at some of the guys coming out of the bullpen and some parts of the lineup that, yeah, guess what? That's not... <laughs> It's not necessarily the winning formula, even though, you know, if we were sitting here, what was it, fifth inning of game two, you would be talking about, you know, winning winning the series, potentially going for a sweep, and now we're on the other side of that, and you focus more on a lot of the problems this team is having, which, you know, there's there's a good amount to talk about if we want to, Timbo. Yeah, this game three loss, if they had won game two, uh, you can have a loss where you just tip your cap to Gibson and say, great job. And actually, you know, Clark deserves some credit for, you know, and you find the positives in it. But that game two loss is brutal. And then that doesn't allow for this loss in the rubber match. So then then you highlight the the bad stuff, right? And, and like you said, there's things to talk about on this third place Yankees team that now is losing the season series to the Orioles? They're tied, tied now? now. They're tied now. Yeah, tonight tonight was sneaky like a huge game. Uh, yeah, you know when you're now we're playing these teams thirteen times in a season. I think Yankees could have went up fortitude on them. Uh, instead, it's three to three. So yeah, depending where the standings land at the end of the year, a lot of baseball left to play. But um, no, t- tonight was a big game, and we uh, I don't know. There was the the things that you thought would give you hope didn't, and then the things that you thought wouldn't give you hope gave you a little. That I don't know. You you lost you lost a series at home to a good team. Yeah, they should have won. They're 
better. They're just as good. They're not good. Yenny or Cano can't get out. He stinks. He's okay. Um, scared, obviously. Um, and that's fine. Scared. Uh, Orioles walk. fans just got mad at me. First walk to judge. Yeah. Uh, no, I think the Yankees can easily be a better team, but they... yeah, I'm not tipping my cap to the like the Orioles are a good team, but I don't think it's just like I'm not. I don't walk away from this series going like, oh shit. Like, the Astros last year, you walked away and you were like, that team is complete. They're better than us. I don't have that feeling at all. Yankees kind of oh, shot no. themselves if, in if the I foot. If I depicted and... that in any way, I, I'm sorry, but they're just as good of a baseball team as the Yankees, if not better right now, that I'm not surprised by this result. Their lineup is really good, and, and they work at bats really, really well. They make you grind. Um, the weaknesses on this Yankee team, when, when not hidden, like when the lights are on, you know, or like, oh, I was going to say something fucking awful. Oh, I'm not going to say it. Nice, it's gross. Too early it, when, the, when the neon lights are on, you can see the stains. Okay. Pretty well. So like when you have games like game two, which was two things that like we specifically are worried about happened. Hmm. And then you have game three where it's like. Oh, if Judge and Rizzo don't hit, we don't score runs. And you're like, ah, those are pretty glaring, man. Like, that's brutal. Yeah, but like like you said, if game two never happened, we would talk about game three totally differently. We would say... Yeah, hey. but it's been masking the the badness that is the bottom of the order. We, we yeah. wouldn't be talking about it today, but it would still be true. Bottom's thin, and hey, uh, you know, sneaky. I know we're going to talk about DJ a chunk this episode, but when he's, you know, he's supposed to be... Top four, one of the most reliable of the top four, four, and when he's not, he's bunting and then not invited to the lineup the next next day. Yeah, I hope he's not battling something, or at least, you know, mentally or whatever, because he needed a day. I hope it's not physical. Yeah, I don't know. And even if <laughs> the Yankees might not know either, because they don't have his trust from last year from trying to play through injury. So they might be playing their own game of chicken right now. I had some silly takes I wanted to share. Okay, let's hear And I've been in a good mood all day because I'm down in Lavalette, but my internet just crapped out, so now I'm frustrated Ah. and the Yankees lost. Um, Ah. The Yankees have two players that I don't have uh, in my face recognition machine on my brain, Mm. and I can't beat it, and it's bumming me out, but uh, Ramirez and Rortvet, you show me a picture of Florial for a split second, I go, that's Florial. Bowers, that got him. I haven't yet to see Rortvet's face on screen. Like when I like look up and he's batting, I have to check the name. And Nick Ramirez, every time, who? And I, I'm trying to like put them in my brain. It's like when your dad learns your friend's name the wrong way and he just can't mm, get past know. it ever. Um, and that's been bumming me out okay. about myself. All right, yeah, I don't know if that's internal or external. Um, it's internal. I don't, unless there's anyone else going through the same thing, like we can go through the same group. thing with Nick Ramirez. Rortvet, I've, I've kind of got. But. I'm I'm kind of opposite. I mean, Rortvet, this is game two? Is this Second start. Second okay. start, so like, you know, and a catcher who traditionally wears a mask. I, I think that is encompassing uh, and makes sense. 
Ramirez I'm familiar with, and especially like just the whole look and the Yankees. I was surprised. He's I think he he eclipsed nine innings pitched, and that did surprise me. I, I thought <laughs> this was going to be like his. I thought he was at three point one or something. So mm. yeah, he gets he's, run. He's exceeding it. Hey, he did. Uh, did he do his job tonight? I thought he did. Yeah. Yeah, I think he had a good series. Actually, point one yeah, might be. He's the inverse of Weissert. I realize, like he stands the same way, but he's a lefty. Like he stands with his front foot like angled all like you know doing like a butt selfie towards the dugout, and then throws that lefty sweeper, which looks like it looks like mirror image Weissert sometimes. Now you know why Weissert has that mustache, so you recognize him. Yeah, you're not gonna not recognize Weissert. Even Sans yeah. mustache, I think you just like know that face from got a little like Maggie Gyllenhaal to him from your local, you know, fireman troop. Good, good news, bad news. I have a feeling burn gonna, camp. I have a feeling by tomorrow we we don't need to recognize Nick Ramirez mm-hmm. after they use him back to back days when they told us Vasquez is coming up. Yeah, but he'll be back. He'll be back eventually, but you won't recognize him even if you're at the game no. and bought a ticket. It's also a very generic name in the baseball world. Yeah. So that's a bummer. And then the other thing, and this is not a, and I don't know, we're kind of like getting into ahead of it. I can save this for the show and make an award. Yeah. So. And, and Jimmy's future awards could be brought to you by SeatGeek, uh, the number one ticketing app in the world. 28 million downloads. That's a lot. That's pretty good. There's 70,000 events every day. Okay, 28 million downloads, 70,000 events every day. God. And they're number one. A lot of numbers this whole episode. It's a number episode. Download the SeatGeek app. Uh, And when you're on there, green dots, that means good. That means you're getting good value. Red means uh -uh. not great Mm -hmm. value, but maybe if you want to go. I mean, this T-Swift concert. Um, And for now... You've got the hookup with us. Use code YANKS. $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. $20 off your first purchase with promo code YANKS. Download the app or click the link in the description. Um, you got any housekeeping, Jim? Uh, Stan uh, Donaldson's playing at AAA. Yep. Kind of rushed that dude back. I mean, at this point. And... Stanton is where? Stanton, I think Boone just said in the presser he should start his rehab uh, beginning of next week. So people were hoping for this weekend. Looks like it's going to be beginning of next week. You got Memorial Day plans. Yeah. All right, and then Canely through, so he's coming back. That's exciting. I believe and he's eligible Monday, so... Are we anywhere close to an actual Rodon update? I still think no. Um, I don't think we've gotten anything. I think they, you know, we we saw him throwing in the outfield, and yeah, that's about it. Yeah, and I I know we've had updates, and he's got the shot, and he's throwing and all this, but, like, no actual thing that is even able to start a timetable in our heads, like even a fake timetable in our heads. Like, we haven't gotten to that point. Nugget. I think literally the last update was soon they will make a plan for him to throw off a mound. Hasn't felt so. pain since injections could throw off mound soon. So we're yep. still a minute away. That's so far away. 
Their first mound day is at least a month away, right? Did you just make a plan to make a plan? Jake's favorite movie about Vegas. Actually, he really likes Las Vegas, too. Yeah, I mean, don't. Pretty much any movie I watch is about Vegas, except Django. But Vegas didn't really exist yet. As a more of a mental state. Right. More places. All right, you're going to burn Vegas. game one? Uh, That was a plan on my side. You're groovy. Plan to plan. Let's do it. Burn, game one was fun. It's kind of pointless. <laughs> Two of the best teams in the American League. Yankees ace Garrett Cole would throw for the Yanks while Kyle was totally acting bradish for the Birds. Four. A couple errant swings, but this ain't golf. Birds up a granny after Frazier, Mullins, and Henderson do their job. Hello, Harry Bader. Hagrid's a homer. Two Z's, two bags for Rizzo. When's this DJ going to play a hit? And then my song comes on. Tied game after Harry Sack fly. Taryn Rod Varvra orders the large cola in a run. Yanks are down one, but it feels like a mountain versus Bautista. I see your mountain, and I raise you a captain. Tie game, Bunos Cantos, captain to the kid, they're calling it, Jim. Volpe walks it off. Cole to Ron DeWandy to King. Yanks walk it off, 6-5 final. A fun one. Uh, what looked like it was going to be a devastating one, and then it was a fun one. Uh, they go to extras. The judge, big homers, huge. Bullpen does its job. King two innings was really fun. Garrett Cole did not have his stuff. A bad line for Cole. Worst line of the starters this series. Um, they, yeah, that. Birds were up 4 nothing. This Yankees team, which again, coming up into this point, was arguably the hottest team in baseball. They come back. They tie it at four. Ron has, like, the bad luck inning, which was tough because I was on my couch kind of having weird feelings about Ron. I was like, wait, he's from Jersey? Like, should I love Ron? His kind of weirdo intensity is endearing if he's really good. His weirdo intensity is bad if he's bad. Um that he uh, he gets squibbed and then the run scores on the ground out and you're like, damn, okay, this Baltimore bullpen, you know, Cano, Bautista, they got their own freaks, but ours, our guy's Diffie. Um, horrible pitch by Bautista. Judge hits the homer and Yanks win Manfred rules. Yeah, and the big storyline was going to be the DJ bunt attempt, which uh, is crazy. Um is crazy in in concept and then in execution. So con conceptionally, first and third, you're DJ LeMahieu, even in a slump, any ball in the air ties the game. And you just had Back-to-back singles, or no, single, judge grounded out. Rizzo singled off Cano. Um, DJ DJ goes to Bunt. Yeah, DJ earlier in the game. He's been in a slump, and he had a nice RBI single. Um, Yeah, 
the actual thought process, if you like, you know, want DJ's side is this is a guy who doesn't induce ground balls. He's got a nasty sinker and a nasty changeup. Both those pitches induce. He does induce ground balls. Yeah, induce ground balls, not fly balls. And I'm not fast, so I don't want to hit into an inning-inning double play. And if I do a push bunt and I get it past the pitcher, we can maybe score. The only, especially maybe if it's like, you know, a sneak attack. The only problem is he tries the bunt, doesn't get it down. And then his second attempt, he doesn't get it past the pitcher. Glaber isn't, it's not a suicide bunt. It's a safety. So Glaber is not like screaming down the line. And it's just an easy, easy out. And now you don't have the tying run 90 feet away. So like in concept, I disagree with it because try to hit a fly ball or put one in play. It can still help you. And then in execution, you have to like push it so hard to make sure you're like, you could push that and it could end up looking like a baby hit. You could, you could push bunt it so hard. Like it is not a dead in the ball in front of the plate bunt. It's like a fucking bam. And you have to do that. So it was bad. Judge saves him. Yeah. I mean, Booney in his press conference did everything, but say, DJ operated alone, and then he tried to half walk it back, and kind of did a funny "you'll never know" line, which was like, "Yeah, you already yeah, did, yeah. you already said too much, Pop." Well, um, the key on the map there is: did Boone say he called for it? That means he called for it. Did Boone say I'm not telling? That means he's he's not telling you that his player acted alone, and he disagrees. Oh, even further than that, he said he he. He said the words like DJ did that <laughs> um, before he got to that other part. Yeah, and, yeah, he said, you'll never know. Yeah, which <laughs> that was that was very like middle school drama by Booney there. But uh, after he shows Bunt once, do you call him off? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's his call, right? Like, I don't know if they even have like a, you can't, you sir, you can't Bunt sign. Like, I don't know. I don't know if they have that in the, if there's enough fingers or arms to touch. Um, no, I mean, I, it's, mean, I think you could just yell out, DJ, no. DJ sits this last game, he's been slumping. It's a, uh, I don't know, it's worrisome because, like you're saying, they had a little success in that inning. And, you know, you, DJ LeMahieu, when he's, when he's been right for the Yankees, he's, uh, you know, throw, throw the ball in the gap, find the porch, do something, uh, hit a single. Yeah. Uh, you know, he used to be our runners in scoring position, king of kings that, yeah, uh, you know, he's batting cleanup that game, right? So that's, uh, and, you know, if you want to get into deeper conversations with your buddies about bunting, like, you, you can have them. It, it seems like analytics got a lot of that stuff right. There's still probably a certain certain couple times in a game where it's appropriate, but it's also a skill. You need to practice. I like bunting for a hit. You need to practice skills and be good at skills to be good at them. Like that's I like put I like when the when monitor. the third baseman's back and you know Rizzo as Waldo Bader, Volpe, you know lays one down in front of the infield and then gets on like the goal is I'm going to bunt for a single here because their defense is giving me it. Right. I'm not against that, I, but yeah, sack bunts unless it's extra innings. 
and you're already you start with zero outs runner on second like maybe but depends on who's up not dj yeah it's got to be sort of a perfect storm for me to be like excited about that i mean it's got to be like <laughs> yeah it's got to it's got to be a game winning play um yeah and it wasn't so yeah i mean judge bails out the yankees there like he often can and does um and then yeah the yankees also bail out Cole, which, again, I, th- I thought it was funny with all, all the fodder, which is good baseball fodder that comes out of game two, but, um, you know, no, nobody was really talking about Cole too much after game one when a lot of the conversation moves to Nestor game two. Yeah, Cole's earned a bad start, I, a tough start, I believe. Yeah, I saw some people were were worried he he hasn't been striking out as many people, and I I mean he was going to come down from April. He was the pitcher of the month. Yeah, I mean he didn't have um, any put away, any two strike um, outs on off speed put away percentage on all his off speed was zero. Um, swing and miss on his changeup, he only threw eight of them. Uh, was zero, and uh, his whiff on the fastball was pretty low. So I, yeah, May five starts a four six seven ERA from Cole. Yeah, that that can happen. That can also that can also happen during a really good year. So, and Cole's very good. So I don't know. Let's have a good start to end the month and make it not a problem. Yeah, because we have we have one starter right now. It's Garrett Cole, so I kind of need him to go back to being awesome. Game two, not a fun one. Mm. Half of it. Yankees would try to go to the winning wells once more against Tyler and the O's. Nestle Nestor would hope to crunch the birds' bottom three. Glaber bomb. Torres goes yard. Mountcastle bangs. I bet it's two to one Yanks. How are your ghosts of shortstops pass? IKFHR. So let's have another round of Glaber bombs. It's five one Yanks, and this one would be. Oh no. Yanks give up a snowman. Eight in the seventh. They'd lose a tough one. Nine six final. Uh, this game, we had, what, was it two Boone episodes ago? We had two lines of questioning for him and a sharp stat. Uh, a sharp stat and asked Boone about Nestor third time through the rotation, th- third time through the lineup. What's what? What's up with that? What do we think's happening? And then we also said, are you aware how bad Abreu's numbers are with runners on base when you bring him in? And he said he was aware. Uh, the Abreu thinks kind of after this game gets out of hand, so I'd I don't fully care, but it's still, like, interesting. And the Nestor one's a really good conversation. I don't know if we're having it later. I know we were texting about it a lot in our group, and I kind of went back and forth on a little, but I have a pretty pretty sound opinion after thinking on it a lot. Let it rip, where, uh I read on, actually, a Reddit thread where, like, we can't get upset when Boone pulls Herman in the ninth inning at 88 pitches 
but then clamor for him to get upset when he doesn't pull Nestor when it finally looks like he's primed to get through the third time. He's at 80 pitches or less. He just struck out two batters. He looks really sharp. Um, and I, and my, yeah, my final landing point is like, yes, I, I think if you pulled me right then and there, I'd say, yeah, roll it, put him back out. We're thin. And like, let this be the start where Nestor gets over the hump uh, because he looks like he's ready to get over the hump. He looked really good. And then Nestor doesn't get over the hump of third time through. He gives up the runs. And now we, and now we truly have a situation where we need to make changes. We need to save pitches and then bring them out for the third time through. We need to save funk and bring it out. We need to do, uh, get the legs under him more. We need to uh, attack what the problem is uh, and figure it out. And then, and then suggest and uh, try solutions to get Nestor through. Cause now it's more of a thing than it was before. I mean, cause he was fucking cruising and then hit a brick wall. So I'm not upset at Boone for keeping him in at all. And it's it's just like acceptance at this point from Nestor's side, from the pitching side, from Matt Blake is like, okay, this is an actual thing. Let's dive into what we think is the cause. Yeah, I mean, especially in, in the past two games, Ramirez and Albert Abreu have pitched in those past two games. Like the the Yankees' deep bullpen is almost deeper on the IL than it than it is on the Yanks. That yeah, when when Nestor's cruising and you're up four runs and he just finished the last inning well and he's at that pitch count, you have to go to him again. The the only asterisk that Davis Davis Wimbledon did mention in our talking Yanks chat is if he had a full pregame routine to get started, I don't know if they talked about that at all, because that would be your only rain delay caveat, which a guy who's been struggling the third time through. Um, like, I, I don't know if he had started throwing or anything like that, but I don't know. It, it would be something in the back of my head I'd be curious about. But no, I, I mean, you have to let Nestor go there. And uh, yeah, I get that's where I, I don't want to say I, I wasn't surprised by the second game, but everything that has to be t- talked about, the Nestor decision, no, you're 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 going to put him back out there. You're up four runs, and he just looked good. Um, and then, okay, those first two get on. So Frazier, the traditionally light-hitting lefty, is up, and you're like, okay, well, Nestor, this will be your last batter. You know, we, we got Jimmy Cordero, who has been good for us in the bullpen. You get this lefty, we'll run from there. <laughs> it's the damn pole. Uh, and just like that, it's a one-run game. Jimmy Cordero, who had been good, was kind of due for a bad outing. He has that. Um, and then we're here. Albert Abreu inherited runners. So hmm. everything that was a discussion point didn't not make sense to me. It, it sucks seeing the other team put a snowman on the board, but um, it, it, it all added up. Yeah, I know we're having talking about this later but you know that before the home run that ball it's smoked it goes under Volpe's glove uh it's 110 exit velo off the bat but it goes under his glove anything on that like are you putting that in the bucket of he should have that because last year I'm 
definitely telling IKF he should have that. So I, I think I'm putting it under the bucket of I Volpe needs to start making some plays, man. Yeah. He's hurt. He's he's hurting his pitchers. He, he's feeling it all around. I, I think in the same way that IKF did last year, that there's there's pressure that comes with being the Yankees shortstop. It's part of the reason that Jeter had a doc made him after him after all was said and done. That um, yeah, I think it's translating to the other side a little bit. He's still he's still making some nice plays defensively. He had a couple nice stabs um, and diving diving Money plays as well. Plays. Um, I for me the bigger concern defensively, like all of it makes sense. Like he kind of looks like a rookie playing defense. There's still highs and lows. Um, the arm is kind of as advertised. Like if you know if we're talking about him later. If Anthony Rizzo wasn't our first baseman, uh, I think we would have started the episode screaming about Volpe because he bounced a couple that, um, I don't know. It, that There was especially one throw. I was really zoomed in on Volpe this entire series, and there was one throw that he kind of got the high hop, and it was a short stop, like, hey, it's time to let that throw eat. And he let the throw eat, and it, it didn't really eat too much. Um that, you know, I think we're going to get it towards the end of the episode, but, you know, some of the big questions about this Yankees team, um, hey, they just came out of a stretch where they were playing really good ball. This team can play a lot of good ball, uh, but there's still a lot that's got to be figured out, and, you know, he's he's one of the main culprits. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. There was some good in this game beforehand, but there's some bad. Labor two homers. How about it? Not bad. IKF hot. Cycle watch. Yeah. Yeah. IKF slugger. Comfortable. Walking around like chest out. Feeling good. It's good to feel Should good. Be. Should be. Uh, anything else? Yeah, that, that's kind of it. I mean... Nick Ramirez pitched. By the way, hey, they, uh, you know, the Yanks rally a little in the seventh. I know uh, Gibbons was wild, but Rizzo flops one out there that if Hayes doesn't trap it, fellas are probably keep running. Uh, By the way, after Rizzo, DJ strikes out. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. (laughs) Ugly, ugly loss. Yeah, a real bummer of a loss. Bummer. Eight, eight run inning. All right, let's go to game oh, three. Mm. A rubber match in the Schmitty that never sleeps. Clark for the Yanks. While, damn, that's a pretty sick axe, man. Is that a Gibson? Kyle for the Orioles. Like college, we're scoreless through four. Santander slashes one through the right side. It's one nothing. Birds. Purple Haze as Baltimore drinks their wine. Husky Willie Jim Calhoun pushes one across late. But it's another fake shutout for the Yanks as they lose 3-1 final. Boo. Yeah. Boring. Good job, Gibson. Jerk. Gibby, you've been you've been nice to us, jerk. Yeah. What gives? Uh, yeah, man, this game sucked. 
I mean, he gave up a single and then he got like everybody out until the Calhoun hit. Yeah. 21 in a row or something like that. No, it can't be 21. It was. No, I think it was 21. It was a lot. It, it might have been lot. 21. Yeah. Yeah, because it was well, labor to lead off the game. Yeah. All right. Let's let's just get to awards because there's big conversations to be had. Well, Jim, awards are brought to you by Fume. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not remove the bad from your habit? It's an innovative, award-nominated, flavored air device that helps you do just like that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all-natural, delicious Flavors for those watching on the YouTube. I got one in my hand right now. So we all know stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Head to tryfumefum.com and use code JOMBOY to save 10% when you get the journey pack today. Tryfum.com and use code JOMBOY. Save an additional 10% off your order. Hey, how about that? There's a link in the description. You know that by now. The first award we give out here on Talking Yanks mm. is Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. This is an interesting one, huh, Jim? Yeah, I have one and I have two in mind, uh, but I don't know what you're going to take as you get to go first. But I, I do think there's two that sh- shouted out to me. Huh. That I feel... I feel pride for. You know what? I'll 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 hit it and quit it. Um, oh wow! I'm gonna do Glaber. Ooh, not one of my two, but nice. But I, I like that. Um, Glaber had a hit in every game. Uh, he had the two home run game, and what normally. Would have been a win. Um, Jim, I've got a little dumb one for you, but that's why we do Talking Yanks, right? On Glaber, talk about the Yanks. On Glaber's two home runs, this is, this is so corny, and I don't normally end up here. He hit the ball, and he was running out of the box hard. And I know. Um, you're a corn dog. It's something, and it's nothing. Uh, yeah. But from Glaber, a guy that normally... Uh, gets critiqued a little bit for that. Um, he had the most RBI, the most hits, uh, the most runs, the two homers. Um, and, hey, he's uh, he's not one of the bad conversation pieces from this series. Any mental lapse? Any defensive woes? I'm trying to rack my brain. I can't really... I don't think so, man. He he was really happy. Uh, he had the big smile going, which is a clue he's going. And, Jim, you mentioned pride. I mentioned the running out of the box, but also sharp stats. He kind of built off of that. Katie Sharp kind of said, like, expect even better stuff to come, and it kind of did. So, you know, I mean, Glaber Torres being in the leadoff spot could easily be, like, <laughs> a main topic of a Talking Yanks episode with a bad series, and I, I think he deserves a pride. 
I think it's a it's a well earned pride. It wasn't one of the two that I was going to give out, but that doesn't mean I disagree with it. Good, because the non moping and the non mental errors weren't on my radar because they're usually not. They usually are only on your radar when they happen. Yep. So I am happy about that. Good job by him. Good. Glad I could bring that to the forefront, Jim. What's your uh? Who's your pride? Uh, so I got two guys that I now wanted to figure out who I'm going to give it to. I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go to with Clark Schmidt. Okay, good. Um, now I had said that if they were in a rubber match, you can't start Clark because this team is a ton of lefties, uh, switch hitters, and he has not fared well against lefties. And you should have an opener or do something to help him into the game. I when the first inning, he walked the lefty to get, he had the lefty 0-2, and then he walks him to go bases loaded. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, this is going to stank. Also, and he gets out of it. He gets the pop-up. Didn't get helped by Volpe in that inning. I know. Volpe's killing his pitchers. It's not good. Um, and I know he's making good plays, but IKF made good plays last year. It's, but he's still, you, you can't, you know, he's killing his pitchers. He's killing his pitchers. I don't know if that's like, it feels like people are suppressing it and I don't want to be like the guy. No, but it's bad. Um, Like pitch count for starters and shit like that. Like it's come on. Um, He went cutter heavy Clark in this game. And that's where my like, Oh, they say Clark's cocky. They say he's got all like the most cocky, confident guy ever. And for him to say, oh, I'm facing one of the toughest lefty lineups that I've faced yet. And what am I going to do? I'm going to shove the pitch that is stunk versus lefties Mm -hmm. down their throat. More than I ever have. He goes 37% cutter. And he generates 12 swings and miss, 33% called strike and whiff percentage. That's got to be the highest, I think. Um, Four balls in play on the cutter. I don't know how many hits. I don't have that in front of me. But, yeah, that's cool, man. Shut me up. Like, great. I'm I'm here for that. You know, because I've been pretty hot, like, you know, a big one. And just reading the numbers, you know, the lefties were absolutely smoking his cutter. I'm proud that he stuck through with it, that he went at, and he got results because this could be good. You know, hey, they believe in this cutter. They went through the, the the trials and the errors. And if this is a sign that it can work and he's got it figured out a little bit, then that's awesome because he went cutter heavy against the lineup I was worried about him facing. And he uh, goes five innings pitch, one earns at the final line. And again, he had to throw like 12 extra pitches in that first. Which he did, then it's on him. He walked and he got a little like, you know, whatever. But I had Clark as the number two for the pride. Um, yeah, I mean, he has, he has to throw those extra pitches in the first. And even the, the Aaron run he gives up, like, you know, it, pitching and situations matter and we still don't quantify them perfectly. Like, even when we do the latent closes and stuff like that, sometimes when we dig into the stats, like, you know, he was in a mano to mano zero to zero game with Baltimore, and he wasn't getting any support. Um, and even the one that gets through, like I, you know, it it was a hard hit ball, kind of right in the hole. It goes 
right next to under Rizzo's glove. We were having a conversation in the office. Does a does a 2016 Rizzo get that or knock it down? I don't know. But either way, the fact that we're talking about that. Um, and now uh, four of Clark's starts this month have been two runs or less. So, hey, uh, he's still baseball-wise. He's inexperienced or young that maybe he's turning a corner. Maybe that cutter is a good pitch because a couple of them look good tonight, but I don't know. And Yeah, I mean, visibly, a couple look good, but still I was like, oh, okay. Sure. 91 if they're missing it. Um, and, again, hopefully the story of this season um, and where I still I feel pretty good uh, about the Yanks because – you know, hopefully as moving parts of this season do get involved, like, you know, I, I hope to look at our bullpen in a few weeks and there's a, uh, you know, Canley's out there and maybe Hamilton's back and, you know, maybe a couple months down the line, Rodon's throwing and Clark Schmidt is back there and he's a weapon back there that, you know, some a lot of the parts used in this series, um, I think there's a Yankees team down the road that we could say, wow, like, look at, Look at how those pieces got upgraded since May 25th. Yeah. Oh, I'm yawning. Sorry, yawning. It's okay. Good for Clark. Proud of him. Got glitchy while you yawned. Good time. That's good. It was good. Um, Okay. He's given the Yanks a chance the last several starts, so. Good job. That leads to you, Yankee motherfucker. The next, yeah. Mm, I mean, I, I feel like a treat. Um, again, we're doing talking Yanks. What a privilege! Two, two best friends talking about the Yankees. I just referenced the guy running out of the box when he hits homers. How lame is that? Uh, I'll take Volpe. Give me the Fox. Uh, And the reason I'm smiling like a little loser right now uh, is he had his first walk-off, but it was such a bad fake extra innings walk-off that even Judge and Rizzo, who wanted to celebrate, were, like, enjoying the fact that it was, like, a fake walk-off. Like, this is your walk-off, dude? Um We've touched on the defense, Jim, uh, and we'll start there uh, again. Uh, like you said, he's costing pitchers pitches. Um, you know, there's a couple slick ones, uh, but there's a couple not so. Uh, and even that doesn't really bother me because you know, there's going to be growing pains. The The kid is 21-22. He just got the call. He's playing shortstop. Like, there's going to be growing pains all around. The glove and fielding, he's more or less passing the eye check of where I think I would have wanted him to be at this point. The throwing arm concerns me. Um, I There was a couple plays that I was watching where I was like, damn, um, you know, Rizzo kind of bailed him out and nobody's talking about him because Rizzo's pretty slick over there. Uh, but from scouting reports we heard, there was rumors of a second base arm. Um, I don't know. Base running, he passes that test, but you can't pass that test if you're not on base. Uh, and he had no hits. Uh, in this series, and a couple of the at-bats were really concerning. Um, and I I texted you guys during the first night, 
Um, he had a bat that really, really grinded my gears. And I think if you were watching loosely, you you wouldn't even have been bothered by it. But it's it's some of the concepts we've been talking about, and it's the reason prospects. There's no such thing as a sure thing in baseball. It's why it just doesn't work like that. Uh, Anthony Volpe had an at bat that I think has worked at previous levels that doesn't work at the major league bet levels. It was the fourth inning against Bradish uh, in the first game. Ball, ball. So he goes up 2-0. He gets a four-seamer right down the dick, and he fouls it off. Um, and it's a pitch you got to do damage on. Next pitch, sinker takes it over the plate. So you just got two fastballs over the plate being up 2-0. You missed one, you watched one. Now you're 2-2. Fouls one off, takes a non-competitive ball, so it's a full count. He gets another fastball over the dish, and he puts a kind of a Volpeish charge into it. We do like when he runs into a ball. It goes further than you think or passes the eye test. End of the day, it's a lazy fly ball in the majors. Like, it didn't get to the warning track or anything like that. And I think at previous levels with lesser fastballs, I think Volpe puts that swing on it and he gets a better result. But at this level, he will not. So, uh, and from there, the at-bats <laughs> on a general baseball level got worse. <laughs> so, um, I don't know, man. I, I think the batting average dipped into the ones after his final at-bat today. Um and he has had a couple moments that have allowed us to extend the rope and bring it back and extend the rope and bring it back. And he's coming up against it again, Jim. Context is if we were not a team that wanted to win the World Series this year, you give him the full year and you say, you know, let him develop, let him develop. You have to worry about if you're hurting his development or helping it right now. I mean... 52 games, 181 at-bats, 199 average, 284 on-base percentage, 365 slugging. And he's looking worse. He's looking like he doesn't know who he is as a hitter anymore. The first couple weeks, he was working counts, getting on base, stealing. His swing is off visibly off if you go watch the 2-0 pitch jake's talking about it it's, it's a weird way to foul that pitch off because his swing just kind of is short and every broadcaster's talking about it uh because it's like very visible so um uh, still like his long-term future uh melky cabrera came up got sent back down then went on to have an eight-year career 10 whatever the hell it was a lot of guys, Mickey Mantle came up when he was 20, got sent back down, then came back up like a lot of guys, you know, so I'm not damning his abilities to be a major league player in the future, but I want a guy who can help the team win right now. And uh, ugh, man, we are in the same situation where we were last year on the single season front of like, dude, if you don't change now, are you not going to try something at if you're like, let's give Volpe to the all-star break. Okay, what well, then you're gonna okay, let's give him to them. Okay, but let's give him to them because guess who's fucking crushing it at triple A right now? As Oswald Peraza has a 375 batting average and a 405 on base in his last 11 games, four of those being MLB games. Um 
So are we not doing, not caring about shortstop output this season and just developing Volpe for the next four years, five years? Um, Because you're coming up against that. You're coming up against that decision. And the fact that his identity as a batter and kind of like what he's trying to do at the dish is getting worse isn't good. Yes, and I I do think it deserves to be said, like, guess what? He's young and a top prospect. The light bulb could go off tomorrow. Like, I I was looking at Adley Rushman and Julio. Like, you know, go go look at their first 40 or so games in the major leagues. They're, you know, they're around Volpe, if not worse on some fronts, better on some others. It's very normal. The Orioles were not trying to be a World Series winning team. Right, but Adley Rushman after that started to go. So I I think what's interesting is we are hitting a point. Um, that's what, yeah, that, yeah, I agree. And Anthony he can go. Anthony Volpe can absolutely go and get better, and and maybe we'll end up laughing at ourselves a little bit that we were concerned. Or I, I think the part that just kind of went off in my head is that Volpe had been doing enough to pass pass the tests. Like I, I think every time we checked in, we were like, okay. Yeah, like, you know, he had that one swing or he had that one game where he stole two bags and we were like, okay, you know, Volpe advanced. This was the first series where it felt like Volpe came up against the wall a little bit. And it was like, well, that's that's not going to do it. Like, if you're going to have an 0 for 11, which almost every player on the Yankees will have this year, well, then you better be clean in the field or you better find a way on base so you could use your legs. And that's kind of the next step, right? So... Um, I'm interested to see because, yeah, if Peraza keeps lighting up the world um, and winning covers everything, that's why we haven't talked about a lot of these concerns in the past couple weeks. Um, and, you know, Volpe even had a couple moments in there. But, yeah, it's uh, it's the conversation has begun. Yes, the conversation has begun. The, the slash line's horrible. And, and now the now the feeling's horrible. When he came up in the game, the game three, the extra innings, I was just like, nah. First pitch, fly ball. I think he needs to start hitting it on a line. You'd like to see some line drives. Yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to get worried about, like, this year. And they've presented them, they put themselves in a pickle with Peraza and Volpe and that's, all of it. Because, hey, they passed up on a lot of shortstops. That's where, uh, yeah, my new phrase that I've been using is the Star Wars Yankees that they've, you know, the kid from Jersey, shortstop, love Jeter. They've, uh, you know, they've already written some checks that, uh, yeah, if, if we get to a point where the kid's having a bad time out there, and he's kind kind of being forced to be out there because he's from New Jersey and he's Italian. Then, like I'm, I'm gonna be off kilter about my Yankee fandom because that's not how this works. Yeah, well, you know, money, money, money. Who did you say was your mf'er? Nestor. I mean, I, I, I unless I have unless I'm like missing something. Um, 
I was going to go DJ as well. Um, but I'll go Nestor. Figure it out, man. Like, you know, first step is admitting you got a problem. So we need you, we need you to come to grips with this. It, it is not short sample. It's not happenstance. I mean, it is sure fucking fire that third time through you're getting rocked. So let's do something different. Let's 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 make attempts to to change things. Okay. Because we say Volpe should come up with that ball, and that might help, but it's still 110 exit philo. <laughs> like right. It's, still rocked yeah, that one is a, is a very hard one but uh yeah I, well i think good shortstops make that play. yeah yeah like the top like, like i care if they were using that excuse on balls like 99 100 yeah i mean and and like last year was the first ikf was the awakening of um scorekeepers just not doing errors anymore like i mean it was us on this podcast for me but it was also k in the booth it was like it was across baseball. Around they were baseball, like, yeah. Oh, I guess errors are not as common anymore. Um, and this year they're doubling down on it. So, like, yeah, that's weird. What we've known as an error our whole lives changed last year. And, like, they must have silently told the scorekeepers if it's 100 exit below or more, it's, it's a hit. And we saw... Um... You know, even the Blue Jays series a week ago, we saw them like waiting because they want to see yeah. how the rest of the inning played out. So there's, I think there's even more funny business going on than that. Yeah, I'm surprised it's Nestor, but I, I understand your reasoning. A candidate, the third time through things officially. Like, yeah, it's like official. A, a problem. Like, yeah, so I don't trust him as a starting pitcher anymore. He's a bulk guy, and. I liked trusting him as a starting pitcher and go three times through. Starting pitcher goes three times through. Uh, top one, two, or three on a playoff team goes three times through. We currently have one guy. Damn foul pole. Hit hard. Wrong stadium, wrong time. Sorry, Nestor. Yeah. I mean, he's not having a good season. No, I just, I, I think, you know, it's, I, Cole had a worse start than him. And he's, I, a, he's allowed to have a worse start. Uh, I mean, Cole's month isn't as as good as I think you're you're playing out in your head. That I don't know. I you're worried about Cole. That game. I'm not worried, worried about, about Cole, Cole, but I, okay. I I also I don't know. I don't know. You weren't you not worried about Nestor? Um obviously the third time through stuff isn't great, but I think if you could, you know, I I think the bodies that ended up following him out of the bullpen and like that that home run is a home run at two stadiums. That I don't know. It it sucks and it's not good, but those are the state but it but now it's was, it's just such an issue, like moving forward. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's an actual issue. Like, what Cordero getting blown up? Whatever. He was good the next day, so yeah. not part of the postseason Cordero. success. Nestor's supposed to be our two in the playoffs, or you know, three, four, four. 
I mean, I I like a healthy Seve over Nestor. Yeah. Um, regular awards. Regular awards. Regular awards are brought to you by Manscaped. If you haven't already heard, the leaders in below the waist grooming, where I specialize. They're traveling north of your South Pole, where Jimmy specializes with their revolutionary Beard Hedger Pro Kit. And they've got a new Weed Whacker 2.0 for that nose and ear hair, because nobody's into that. And maybe a couple, but nobody's really into that. Uh, And upgrade your toolbox by going to manscaped.com and using code YANKS. For 20% off plus free shipping. They've also got their beard shampoo and conditioner, beard oil, beard balm. Ooh, 20 haircutting lengths. Manscaped and their performance package 4.0 for the full body grooming experience. So, code Yanks, manscaped.com, 20% off and free shipping. The right tools for the job with Manscaped. Click the link in the description. Thanks, Manscaped. Thanks, Manscaped. Your first award? Uh, James, my first award is the Congrats on the Promotion Award. Congrats on the Promotion Um, Nick Ramirez because now he's going to be getting oh key innings. Jimmy might be sent down in a minute. Um, he was sent down about twenty minutes ago. Ah, that's a sick award. Uh, wrong, Jim. It's going to IKF. He's uh, he's laughing. He's having fun. He's bubbly. You know, he's like the cruise director uh, that handed it over to Tom in succession. He's like, congrats, kid. Now you got all the pressure, and you got all the people looking at you. Yeah. I'm just going to come in here and rake, because that's who I am. Daddy Biceps is here. Hawaiian Hustle. Um, Oh, my God. Remember when he said that was his nickname? Triple and a homer. Tasting himself, feeling good, um, and laughing at all the stress and everything Volpe has to go through. So, I was going to give him the Jake and Makeup Award. Uh, he's finally comfortable. He finally like this is my role. This yeah. is this is where I fit. Use me in a bunch of different spots under the radar. Uh, yeah, no, I mean. I don't think the money tied to his role matches, uh, but you know I shouldn't care about the Yankees' money. They they have unlimited. Uh, very happy with him in his role, and I, and and won me over because I still wasn't sure halfway through. But this stretch, damn man, I wish you popped some of these homers last year. Um, would have been nice, but it's pretty cool to see. Like man, that homer. In game two was cool. Like, I think that might be the first cool homer. His first homer last year at Fenway was, you know, Fenway. Um, the short porch, 
seen, you know, short porch homers, it's, you know, whatever. That one was like turned on. He looked kind of swaggy on that one. Almost. Yeah. Like-, like he looked like Jake and makeup. So. Yeah. Good award. He almost went to center and O'Neal. Paul O'Neill, it's it's been beautiful to have him back in the booth because I just forget how amazing he is with words in the least amazing way ever. And he's like, <laughs> you know, IKF, he can't go out to center here, but he goes off the wall. And it's just like, man, that's so cutting for a guy that just hit like a ripped 400-foot triple, man. Um, and, yeah, it's, uh, again, the uh, pressure is a privilege, as our friend Gareth has talked about. In 129 starts last, it took 129 starts last year. IKF had three home runs uh, in his 130th. He got his fourth. Uh, He's just had three homers in his last four starts. So, (laughs) how how do you like that? Power award. Power. Good for IKF. Um, shit, where do I want to go? Where do I want to go? Where do I want to go? If you want, I I can procrastinate a little bit because it does does deserve to be mentioned, especially in lieu of the Aaron Hicks news and all the Yankees PR around that, that like you mentioned IKF in his role that like (laughs) he, he acknowledged, he's like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't earn the shortstop job back from last year and I'll. I'll do whatever the team wants, and that's been his attitude from the start. That we that was his attitude at the All Star break last year. Knowledge, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they reported on that. Yes, he said, "Like, guys, I need help." And the Yanks were like, "Nah, go out the short." Nah. He was like, "This is the worst I've ever felt defensively." That's the quote he said at the All Star break last year, and they're like, "Don't worry about it." Yeah, we got some kids coming up. Um, okay. I was procrastinating for you, but then you got involved. You got excited. Yeah. I was going to combo. Okay. First an award. award. Uh, the, uh, Indians grounds crew award. Guardians or Indians? Indians grounds crew. award. Uh, movies from 89 or whatever. Um, so you're going to go to... I mean, that makes me... It's two and one's already got an award, and I can't change that. I mean, I, is it Rortfed and Ramirez? No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Oswaldo, I, you know, actually, maybe not even names. Maybe it's, maybe it's left field and shortstop, but Oswaldo and Volpe. Okay. It's the uh, major league when the grounds crew is, they're shitty. And then and then next year or whatever, they're like, they're still shitty. Hmm. I mean, dude, I mean, Oswaldo's worse than Gallo was. And I think Volpe's worse than IKF was at this point last year. And what the hell was I doing last year? In the middle of a really good Yankees team. Screaming. You guys got to address this before the postseason. And. Now. The team's worse. 
outlook's worse and the positions are worse. Yikes. Outlook's worse and the positions are worse. This time last year, the Yankees were 50 and 20 or whatever the fuck it was. They were really good. Right. Gallo had better stats than Cabrera. ICAF had better stats than Volpe. And I thought that team was going to win the World Series. And May last year, I was like, this team's great. Only thing you got to do is fix these two spots. So, still shitty. I was hoping the quote you were referencing was the who are these effing guys. And you've been kind of hitting that with Ramirez and Rortvet because that one always makes me laugh for Major League. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, the course of baseball is interesting, and I'm excited to see what these Yankees do because um, it's so funny that they got off to like a much better start than the Rays got to, and the Rays have gotten the most press ever about their start. Um, and then obviously August happened and everything leveled out. Uh, the Yankees are 30 and 20 right now, which, you know, quick math on that would be 60 and 40. I think they're on pace for 90-something wins, and they, they have had some serious holes. Um, which uh, I'll say this. I mean, it, I'm, I'm not giving up on Volpe. Like, I still think the outlook for him this year at shortstop looks good. He's, he's, shown, he's shown enough spark for a kid that I'm not like, whoa, when IKF was very much playing up to who his baseball card said he was, um, that, I, I, that position needed to change and there wasn't an outlook on it. We were calling for kids. Um, so now at least the kids are kind of in play. Left field, yeah, I think the Yankees thought that they'd have their full-blown Yankee magic kick in and we'd either be wearing Jake Bowers jerseys or Oswaldo necklaces, whoops, um, or, I don't know, watching Willie Calhoun get after it. Uh, but there's there's not an answer currently. Um, and, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what that's going to be. I, I think... You know, Donaldson's rehabbing, and you start mixing in IKF, Oswaldo, Bowers, and you see if something clicks, but clearly they'll be looking for that at the deadline. And, hey, a, a true corner outfield rental at the deadline, you don't have to pay a real price tag for, and you can hopefully yeah, get There's not some. a lot available. They're going to need a pitcher. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I mean, last year on this May 25th, it was a Wednesday and the Yankees just finished a, a series win versus the Orioles. Mm. Yeah. Not bad. And on that day, IKF was 255 batting average, 305 on base. And yeah, Volpe's 199, 284. Slugging. Slugging's way up from what I care. Slugging's three sixty five. ICAF was two ninety nine. So six oh four OPS, six forty nine OPS. Not and too Gala, far. Yeah, well, Gallo is pretty fucking bad. <laughs> Wait, maybe his Waldo's better than Gallo. Hope <laughs> yeah. he's not better. Enough than I care than what I want, but it is uh, as Waldo's worse than Gallo Both on holes. these dates. 
I think I think Gallo had run into enough homers to probably be be better than what we've gotten from Oswaldo so far. He had a three twenty four slugging, and uh, Oswaldo's got a three oh one. But the Yankees were thirty two and thirteen. Those were the only two problems. Sears pitched five shut. Mm. I didn't think we needed pitching at the deadline that much. They traded away two two potential starters. Uh, there was uh, some at-bats in the series. Who was it? It was one reliever in game two, I think, uh, where Bader, Volpe, as Waldo was hitting from the right side, had... The same swing, the three of them. I like couldn't tell it apart. I was like, wait, I thought this was Volpe and it was Bader. And I was like, okay. and it was um the same pitch that guy on oh, fuck, I wish I remember the pitcher was throwing, and they were just swinging over it. It was like a uh, like a slider in or something. They were just all swinging over it. it the same like choppy bad swing. They just looked the same. I was like, damn, this pitcher is inducing the same swing. But yeah, I don't know. That's that's the part where, you know, I was feeling great last year. Hopefully come August this year, I'm feeling better than I was last year. Balancing the Some, world. Sometimes how baseball works, Jim. Yeah, they eat a lot. They eat a lot. Eat a lot. Eat a lot. Um, good award. Um... All right, I'll give my word to a couple guys. Um, um I, I'm just gonna give the what's that what's that stuff called, Jim? Goo? No. Goo gone? When you need to get stains out and shit? Uh we can give the goo gone award. Gugan Award. The Gugan Award. Um, Calhoun. Ooh, James. My goodness, you thought you both... like Calhoun. You're the biggest Calhoun liker on the whole show. So why would it be Gugan? Why would he be Gugan? Well, because Gugan's an amazing product that everyone should have in their cabinets. Oh, Gugan's I th- badass. I thought you were referencing a second. Guy who may be off the team for my award guesses. Um, no, it's it's going to the magic eraser himself, Harrison Bader. Um, you know this. He uh, the offensive stats were going to come down, um, but my goodness, there was a couple balls in center field that if Judge or Hicks were our center fielders, I think these games would have gotten out of control (laughs) and instead they were casual like effortless catches and I was laughing uh in tonight's game I believe there was a ball into the gap that should have it was going to be caught probably um and it should have it looked like it was going to be 50 50 between the left fielder and Bader and the left fielder just dipped and was like oh I'm good like if it he is fully, if he's in the area code, it's his, and it's uh, it continues to be tremendous to watch. The Gugan Award, very similar to the If I Wrote a Katy Perry Song Award. Different. 
same guy for the same reason. Same guy got the award, thousand percent. Yeah. What do you like better, Katy Perry songs or Gugan? Um, probably Katy Perry songs. You're sleeping on Gugan. Never used it. Really? Yeah, man. BBD, you ever used it? I don't think I've Googled. Oh. You guys should, like, pour sap all over your clothes. I don't know. Stop Getting some sticky sap. shit. Actually, I think I think we did use it in my house once. In the, what was our, like, playroom as a kid? We had a bunch of stickers on the wall, and then one day when we were, like, 12, my mom was like, all right, this is becoming, like, a real den. So we had to get the stickers. Oh, yeah, it's it's like that. the premier sticker remover for sure. Yeah, that's Especially what we Especially if you, like, bump, bumper stickers on cars and stuff. It's got a... It's got a strong smell. Yes. Um, it's kind of crazy. And, like, no one thinks about the name. No one, Ooh, like, gone. really slows it down and thinks some men and women in a room, like, what should we call our thing? And he's like, goo god? What's it get rid of? Well, what's it do? Well, it gets rid of the goo. Yeah. The goo's gone. Yeah. Man. It smells like, like orange... Um, Oh, it's citrus power. It's citrus, yeah, but citrus. like death citrus. It removes sticky, gummy, gooey problems. So it's goo gone. ZBRR in the chat, still mind blown that I said Yenny Air Cano sucks. <laughs> oh boy. Sorry. What's, What's you done award? lately? What's your last award, Jim? <laughs> Just gets hit. What's that? What's your last award? Most prestigious uh, award Yenier of the episode. Sucks award. Oh, there it is. Who's that going to? Um, uh, that's actually going to go to Judge Clay for getting Holmes. a hit off Batista. Cano <laughs> <laughs> walked him. First walk. Scared. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll give Judge the award. It's called Yenier Cano Sucks. And I'll it's... Guess judge. Um, What's that? I'm guessing judge. Good, good. The delay on my end is is a little nuts right now, so I keep missing what you're saying. Yeah. But it's because my internet is I'm stealing from my neighbor. Um, Yenier Cano is so good, and if you look at his uh, two seam and his change up, if pitch like go look at like Pitch Ninja and stuff, it's like uh, uh, absolutely amazing combination. Um, but he represents all the relievers out there. That are supposed to be so good. And then Judge Homer's off him. And he didn't get you any air, but he'll get him. Bring me your best reliever. It's like the opening scene from Troy, right? Right. Like they say, bring me your best man. And whoever they bring out, Judge just wakes up from his slumber, stabs him in the neck, and then says, what? who's next, losers? This guy stunk. So... Good shit. The Troy Award goes to Judge. Um, while we're wrapping up, and see if you got anything else you want to touch on. By the way, Clay Holmes, our most rested reliever, comes in for Austin Hayes, gives up the double slash, you know, foot inches away from a homer uh, that makes it 3-0. That, by the way, let's just say, in another world, Clay Holmes induces a double play ball or just gets the two outs and the rest of the game played out swimmingly. We could have still been playing baseball. 
if the Yankees would have tied it up in the ninth with slick Willie Calhoun, it would have been a 1-1 game. So that, uh, that gets overlooked because the offense was so clearly sad, but, like, come on. What? What's? How did that ball get down? It hit the top of the wall. The Clay Holmes. Yes. I was putting James to bed, and I, I heard it. And then I heard them say, no, it's not gone. But I didn't see the replay of it. Yeah. But uh, barely. How about you? How about Clay Holmes uh, hurting Rortbet because Rortbet blocked it with his arm? Yeah. Just be cool, Ben. Yeah, that was a little. I think that was Rortbet trying to get the narrative back to like he's a biceps, like ripped up guy. Yeah. I don't got these muscles for nothing. Iggy tries to do that charm snaps. Meanwhile, he's in the back of the clubhouse just, like, shredding on the guitar, not caring at all. <laughs> this is a little too much for me. I don't need that. I don't need that energy. That's Russell Martin energy behind the dish, and I didn't like it. Don't be throwing <laughs> your bare arm into a ball, blocking it, and then coming out of the game. Like, if you do that, you have to stay in the game. Well, that because was, no, one's, no one's asking you. That was Booney pinch hitting for him. Exactly. Okay. Technically wasn't Booney. Booney ejected, I which I don't think we... Mendoza. I don't, know, I don't remember if we fully... Boone! What up, dog? Thought you didn't want to get ejected anymore. Thought you hated getting fined, man. He hates these rookie umps, dude. Yeah. The ump said to him... The umps get mad when you go look at the like the data, and then you come back and like, oh, I just checked it and you were wrong that's an automatic ejection when players do that again they're you know and uh so boone was like i just checked it's four and the um said you yeah like yeah because you got to see it and boone you can kind of hear it and he's just like i fucking said it in live time i fucking said it in live time Boone's like like that make like matters in the stupid world of them arguing right it's like no not only i i said it in live time that you were bad, man. I didn't need the data. <laughs> I was all over you. I was, I was all over your ass the whole time. Like, yeah, Mood, that's why you got ejected, dude. Yeah. Him's, you're all over him the whole time. Him saying again, I shouldn't have been ejected. It's like, Booney, I think you're <laughs> maybe some somewhere your wires are getting crossed, man. Because No, it's these. I don't know if that ump's a rookie, the but there's like. 15 rookie umps this year. And if you read Dale Scott's book, I love Dale Scott. He talked about at his rookie years, the importance of ejecting managers early in the season. So we're just seeing all these young umps, like, you know, they're basically um, when Noah Syndergaard walked into the Mets locker room and who is it? Roach or someone played like a prank on him. And he like punched him in the face. He was like, not fucking here, dude. You're not treating rookies like that. Like that's what these umps are doing. All these young umps trying to stand their ground right away. And Boone is getting so mad. He's like, wants to preach at him so bad. You need to get better. Yeah. And he's, he has the smallest zone of any umpire. Dude, go fuck yourself. I know there's always got to be a smallest zone of every umpire, but if he's uh, excited about that, boo. Why do we have umpires with zones? We won't soon, Jim. Oh, yeah. Dude, he's probably so proud of that. Well, I, I run a tight zone. Okay, loser. 
I've got a smaller zone. Oh, you you give it on the black? Not me. Nah, tight zone. Tight zone guy. He probably thinks of himself the same way like a sidewinder thinks of him. Like, I do it a little different, you know? It's like actually how I got promoted. I stood out. Like, they needed... Uh, there's a, a 5% of the umps need to be tight zone guys, and I thought I'd be the best at that. They want more offense. You have a tight zone. Boom. Yeah, more 2021 offense, Yankees offense. Boring. Okay. Bye. Go Yanks, Tom Grams. Go Yankees. You know the standard zone they want you to use? I'm a little tighter.